Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers continue winning with the new opponent in town. Michael Bush had his first multi-hit game of his career. We'll get into him. Jason Hayward continues to hit the ball very hard, and now he's starting to have some results to go with it. And the bullpen is starting around into shape with some new guys like Shelby Miller and one old but new guy, Victor Gonzalez. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We can be found wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, because uh, we're here every weekday for you. You can just subscribe in each of those places and listen every Monday through Friday, and you can join that exclusive every day or club. If this is your first time listening, watching I'm Vince Samperio, and back together again with my co-host Jeff Snyder. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that currently cover the team, have been to Dodger Stadium on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions, and uh, you know have pretty much been watching the Dodgers growing up our entire lives. So that's what we're here. We're not quite insiders, but we're bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning for around 30 minutes. And that's what we're here to do today. Yeah, Jeff, uh, you were gone and then I was gone today, but now we're back together. And uh, I think that's when the world is working right. Yeah, it's been a while. I appreciate you holding things down while I was sick. I uh, saw my doctor today and uh, he hooked me up with Barry Bonds' uh, prednisone dealer. And I am feeling much, much better now. There you go. That's all it takes sometimes. Um, so Dodgers won again. They the Phillies are in town. Trey Turner's return to Dodgers Stadium, and yeah, good win. Dodgers put up a bunch of runs, and uh, I don't know. Your face seems like you have something to say, real quick. No, oh, maybe you're searching for something. Uh, but we have a few things to get into Michael Bush, Jason Hayward, the bullpen, a little bit there. Um, uh, but first, let's get into Trey Turner's comments real quick. Uh, Nothing new, at least on our end, from kind of what we thought, but uh, he did basically confirm that the Dodgers never really made an offer, never really attempted to engage him in any contract talks beyond spring training, uh, some talks in spring training before last season started. But, yeah, I mean, I, the Dodgers weren't in the market for a guy, especially not at the, the price he ended up getting, and uh, it ended up working out for him in terms of getting $300 million. Yeah. How many years did Trey end up getting? Uh, 11. 11 years, 300 million bucks, yeah, something like so. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Dodgers realistically might, if they had made him an offer, it would have been what? Seven years, 240 million, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, they, they knew what the market was and you know it, it would have been insulting to him to, you know, or at least it, it wouldn't have been productive for either side. The Dodgers, knew what he was looking for, knew what he was likely to get, and knew that that wasn't going to come from them. So uh, they focused on on more realistic possibilities. 
Yeah, the main theme with him is kind of the theme we've seen from before. And, you know, he said, I told the Dodgers to, you know, tell it like it is. And I told them I'd do the same on my end. And, you know, he said Andrew Friedman was was pretty honest and, and you know, everything for along the way. And that's basically what we've heard from everybody else in terms of the Dodgers when it comes to either contract, you know, trying to negotiate before the season, whether it comes to playing time, whether it comes to expectations coming into a team, whatever the case is, we've heard nothing but good things, at least on the end of being transparent. Uh, so that's another notch for the Dodgers in that end. But there was one notch in Michael Bush's belt after last night, his first multi-hit game. He got the start at second base after not playing the week over the weekend against the Cardinals. Uh, so he finally got, you know, to, to be out there in front of the, the Dodger stadium crowd. And, He's probably going to get in a little bit of an extended run here. I think everyone's back. That needs to be back. J.D. Martinez is out for a little bit longer. But, you know, Jeff, what we've seen for a week, he got a hit in his debut, hadn't really done much since, then didn't play for a few days, uh, came in today, got a couple hits. Is there anything you're, you've seen out of him or anything that we're, we're kind of looking to see these next few days uh, in terms of him getting some playing time? Yeah, you know, I said last week he would probably have to be really, really, really good to to stick on the roster, and I, I think I still think that he's shown he can hit and he's done well defensively. I just don't know that there's going to be the playing time available to justify having him in the big leagues instead of playing every day in the minors. With with Rojas back now, you've got uh, you know you still got to find at bats for Chris Taylor and Trace Thompson somewhere. It's I don't know with now that all I think everybody is now healthy and done paternying on the on the offensive side anyway. And uh, you know, I'm glad that he has stuck around this long, but uh I don't know, like it's hard to see them finding enough playing time to justify keeping him around, but I, I've been impressed with what I've seen. Yeah, the thing for me is like, you know, 25 is still relatively young, but prospect-wise. Not necessarily relatively young. And, you know, at what point do the Dodgers decide, okay, what we need him for is to be on the big league roster because he's an upgrade over everything else we have, even if he's not playing that often? Or, you know, at this age, does playing more often help out? I think the biggest thing with him is that he's learning third base. So him being able to play every day uh, just in the sense of being at third base more often and getting more comfortable with the position makes more sense. Uh, you know, and realistically, the Dodgers, if, you know, guys like Hayward are hitting now, Altman's pretty much an everyday player. Peralta's starting to show some signs of being able to be a productive hitter. You know, the, really the only guy on the roster, you know, depending on how you feel about Rojas and him being, you know, defensively the, the main shortstop and, you know, Chris Taylor's going to be on the roster regardless. You know, they're not going to get rid of him. Uh, so, you know, there's really nobody there for him to be on the roster over other than Trace Thompson, which, you know, might make sense. But even, you know, I guess Trace is supposed to be the guy that hits lefties. He doesn't hit lefties and he's not really playing any timeouts anyways. So, yeah, it's one of those things where they try to decide, OK, what makes more sense for Bush? You know, does he help on the major league roster, even if he's not playing every day? Yeah, he probably would. But also when he's learning a position and trying to become, you know, you up that versatility, uh, I think it does make more sense for him to be down. But if they can give him, you know, maybe one one or two more starts before J.D. gets back, I think that might help out. Yeah, oh, that's what I was thinking of, J.D. Martinez. I knew there was somebody who wasn't healthy right now. So, yeah, yeah you know, he'll probably stick around until J.D. comes back. But then, 
at that point, especially because the Dodgers' one weakness offensively is hitting against left-handed pitching, and Bush isn't likely to – I mean, I, I have no doubt he'd do better than Trace Thompson has, but as long as Trace Thompson exists and is on the Dodgers' roster, they're going to have to keep rolling him out there in those situations and see what he can do. And so Bush isn't really a help for the the one actual weakness they have. Yeah, so um but like I said it's good to see him up here get that time going and you know I'm sure if once he does go back down assuming nothing else happens in the next week or so I'm sure we'll see him back up at some point but uh nice to see him get get a couple hits and be out there in front of the Dodger Stadium crowd so for sure. Um all right well the other guy that's starting to hit well and now he's starting to get results to go along with that is Jason Hayward. Uh, he hit a home run last night, so we're going to get into him and, and you know, kind of what we're seeing from him and what the role for him moving forward is now that he has a little bit more uh, stability, at least in terms of, of having good at-bats. So that's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time App. If you wanted to go to the game last night and you wanted to get a Dustin May bobblehead, you could have used Game Time App to get some last-minute tickets to head to Dodger Stadium for low prices, some good tickets, some you know good deals that they got going on. Game Time App can help you out with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over those tickets and get hyped for the fun you'll have. So go check them out. Not only baseball, not only Dodger games. They got concerts. They got you know Lakers playoffs coming soon or coming this weekend. Uh, they got a bunch of different things. They're always having flash deals, last-minute tickets. Uh, you can see what the free, what the view from your seat looks like if you're looking at certain tickets. All that is there for game time. It's the place for last-minute ticket deals. Remember that game time guarantee means you'll get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row and for less, the game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and honestly, the app I've used so far this season for Dodger tickets if I need to help someone find some. So go download the Game Time app now. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's download the Game Time app. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off your first order. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by So Rare, a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from all across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, software managers truly own their own experience collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win big rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. So go check it out. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing less next-level competition and rewards. So go check out So Rare right now. They got MLB game weeks that happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle. Rack up those points with the player cards you have. And at the end of those game weeks, the MLB managers, So Rare managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards with the variety of with the variety of win a variety of rewards, which can include scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. They're officially with MLB, so they can get you some good names there. Prizes may vary depending on competition. So head to SoRare.com. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. 
Well, thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Becoming every dayer by subscribing and listening every single day. And also, if you want to listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for every game, don't check out the Sirius XM or SXM app. Search Dodgers to listen to the home broadcast of every game. Dodgers take on the Phillies again tonight at 7, 10 p.m. If you want to check it out, you want to listen, go get it today. All right, Jeff, we're back. And uh, like I mentioned, Jason Hayward hit a home run last night. Jason Hayward is now OPSing in the 800s. He is one of the league leaders in hard hit percentage. He is, you know, he look at his baseball savant page, and there's a lot of red there. 92nd percentile on average exit velocity, 90 percentile max exit velocity, 99 percentile on hard hit percentage. He's in the 80s or 70s on everything else. His chase rate is elite in the 95th percentile. Is Jason, you know, is this for real? Is this the Jason Hayward we're going to see? Is he on the hot streak? Or, you know, obviously we're going to hope that he's that this is the Jason Hayward for real, but is this a guy the Dodgers can put out there pretty much every day? You know, it, yeah. I mean, you look at his baseball savant page and you think you're looking at an MVP candidate. And the results are finally starting to match it. The last several games, he's because he was hit, his savant page looked great even when his numbers looked terrible. And now, his numbers are almost up to what they should be. And, you know, I think he's probably been having a little bit of good luck lately. You know, I mean, if you hit a ball that has a, a 500 expect, by definition, half of those you're going to get out on. And uh, I think lately he's been getting on on 70% of those or whatever. And so I don't know that this is totally sustainable, but I do think this is largely a case of his luck evening out and giving him the results that he does. Deserves. Yeah, so I mean, I, I even shortchanged him a little bit. He's got an OPS in the 900s after last night. Uh, a lot of this is anchored by a, a hot week the last week. He's in full over 400, slugging over 700. Uh, and that's just with one home run. So, you know, he's putting the ball in play, which is a good thing. He's not striking out too often. And, you know, the results are starting to mix in. Uh, is it going to be sustainable that he's hits the ball this hard the entire season? Who knows? It's possible, um, you know, and, and if he does start playing more often, is that going to you know, tailor off a little bit? Are they going to, you know, he he's not old, but he's a little bit older in the sense, but he's in really great shape. So I don't really expect that to be an issue. The other part that him being good opens up. And then if Peralta can get going a little bit, Peralta had a home run last night as well is Mookie Betts at shortstop becomes more of a thing. And like we saw last night, Mookie Betts also played shortstop. And guess what? Mookie Betts also homered last night. So these guys all being good is, you know, we're still worried if it's the same sustainable, but if it is, or if it's even, you know, 80% of what they're getting, or at least Hayward, at least 80% of what he's given us so far, it just opens up the lineup a lot more because like I said, if you can't get Mookie Betts in there at shortstop, knowing that Miguel Rojas probably can't play there every day because he's already been hurt hamstring wise and lower leg wise a couple of times this season. Yeah. Another interesting question for me about Hayward is, will he get to the point where they start giving him a chance against lefties? You know, he only has four plate appearances against lefties this year. He's 0 for three with two strikeouts and a walk. Uh, but you know, that's kind of the definition of a tiny sample size. And his, I don't, you're too young to remember Cal Daniels on the Dodgers, but Cal Daniels against lefties always looked like there was no way he was going to get a hit because he stands so far away from the plate. And so that I kind of think about that sometimes with Hayward because he does stand so far off the plate. But uh, I mean, he still gets to the outside pitches. He's got crazy long arms and a long bat and gets to those pitches. And so, you know, 
uh, obviously while Trace Thompson's still on the roster, he's going to keep getting those at bats, at least a lot of them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they start saying, all right, Jason, you're doing so well against righties. Let's, let's at least give you an occasional start against a lefty and, and see what you can do because he is a, a veteran, good command of the strike zone. Uh, you know, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he could put up, you know, like last year he was bad against everybody. In 2021, he had a 621 OPS against lefties. Not great, but, you know, better than the Dodgers are currently getting from guys like Trace. And so, you know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Hayward could be decent against lefties. Yeah, and, you know, at the very least, it's, it's worth a shot, like I said, depend, or based on what we've been getting as Dodger fans in lineups against left-handed pitching. So, yeah, Hayward, uh, you know, has is been hitting well the entire season in terms of hard hit balls. He's starting to have some of those balls land or find holes or start going over the wall. And, you know, pleasant surprise. And, and one of those that the Dodgers, you know, he was already working on a new swing before that. The Dodgers helped her find it. Uh, and that's always a benefit to that. And then, you know, just again on the point of Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts played shortstop last night. Again, there has been uh, no no bump in the road with Mookie Betts at shortstop. You don't even notice it at this point. Um, until you see the ball hit your shortstop and you're like, oh, yeah, Mookie's playing short. So, um, And then another quick note on the offense, Freddie Freeman is starting to get back into the swing of things. You know, all these things that are going positive are coinciding with the Dodgers winning four in a row after, you know, a weird series in, in Pittsburgh. So, you know, the Dodgers are, are looking uh, pretty good. All right. Um, the other part looking good about the Dodgers is a couple guys in the bullpen, one being Shelby Miller. Another being Victor Gonzalez. So that's what's next on today's episode. First, we're going to talk about better help because today's episode is brought to you by or sponsored by better help. Better help is, you know, how much time do you spend on yourself? Like in a week, you're thinking about, you know, yourself, thinking about how you deal with things, thinking about that compared to how you deal with other people and, and those boundaries that you set. You know, how it's it's hard to balance the two and, and you know, better help can help you out because therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind, you know, feed yourself as much as you're feeding others. And you can check that out there. And, you know, as someone who is a natural giver, uh, you know, that's something that I've, I've had to uh, think about in the past and kind of figure out that balance. And, uh, you know, it, there's it's always easier with someone to talk to. So. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, doesn't designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MLB. Remember to become an everydayer and listen every day. Locked on Dodgers, every time podcast and on YouTube. You can also listen to the Dodgers home broadcast of every game with Sirius XM or the SXM app. Just search Dodgers and you can listen to every game Dodgers home broadcast. Remember the Dodgers play tonight against the Phillies at 7, 10 p.m. And then Wednesday at 1, 10 p.m. So don't remember or don't forget. You can remember, do remember uh, to check out Sirius XM to listen to the Dodgers if you can't watch. All right, Jeff. Last part here. A couple guys in the bullpen that one who's been good pretty much the entire season. Um, but we're still trying to figure out exactly how. 
one guy that uh, we can see why he's doing well, but that has had, you know, coming off a couple of rough years and some injuries, uh, but it's starting to look like the guy that we noticed in 2020. So we'll start there uh, with our, with our eat your shoe uh, favorite player, Victor Gonzalez. Victor Gonzalez is back. He's made a few appearances. He's looked really good. He's throwing 96 and he's looking like the guy that we, we saw in 2020 and looking like the guy that's going to become the Dodgers second reliever, less lefty after Ferguson out of the pen uh, with Dallas Vesia continuing to struggle and maybe makes, you know, Alex Vesia expendable at some point this season in terms of he might get sent down before Gonzalez does. Yeah. Expendable in the sense of you can afford to send him down the minors and hope he, hope he fixes things like he has in the past. Uh, yeah. Victor's been great. And uh, obviously it's only four innings. We, you know, we, we, we got to be a little bit careful, but the stuff looks good. And, and, and that means something you can tell, you can't tell everything for four innings, but it's not like he's getting lucky out there. Like you said, he's throwing hard. He seems to have good command and he was pitching really well in the minors too. And so it seems to be that he's figured some things out. He was actually the winning pitcher in this game. Tony Gonsolin didn't get through five innings, so he wasn't eligible for the win. And uh, Phil Bickford came in and normally Bickford would be, uh, the the winning pitcher uh but because the Dodgers already had the lead and didn't relinquish it and uh when Gonsolin left the game and Bickford came in uh the the rule actually says it's totally up to the score the official scorekeeper who gets the win in that situation it can't be Gonsolin but uh it says uh the official scorer shall credit as the winning pitcher the relief pitcher if there's only one relief relief pitcher or the relief pitcher who in the official scorer's judgment was the most effective if there's more than one relief pitcher and uh, Bickford, you know, allowed one of Gonsolin's runs to score and then allowed one of his own the next inning. And so uh, he didn't deserve that win. And, and uh, Victor Gonzalez absolutely did. You can make a case for Shelby Miller too, but I mean, Gonzalez pitched great and, uh, you know, struck out a couple dudes, didn't allow any runs, had that great defensive play going to, towards the line, the, the quick shovel pass that, you know, uh, he got some, some juice on that ball backhanded and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was happy for him. Pitcher wins don't really matter, but I was happy for him that he got the win. And uh, my sister actually texted me when we were starting this episode asking why Victor Gonzalez got the lead or got the win. And I just responded and said, you better listen to the podcast tomorrow because I'll answer your question there. So this is how I'm getting listeners in my own family. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, we're, we're talking about throwing hard, and, and obviously that doesn't mean that it's going to be successful. But one note on Gonzalez is he's throwing harder than he's thrown. You know, this is obviously – smaller sample size than an entire season of sample size, but he's top, you know, his average pitch right now, or his average, uh, well sinker, but you know, what, what he kind of uses fastball is 95.6. It was 94.9 in 2020 when he had the breakout year, it was 94.3 in 2021 when he kind of struggled before getting hurt. So he's up there throwing harder than he has before. Now there is only a few games of sample size available. He's throwing that sinker, a lot more than he's ever thrown in the past. 73.5% of the time, he was usually around, you know, 52 to 55% in the past. But again, this is more probably him just realizing than the at least in some of the situations he's been in, he's coming in in games that were, you know, already kind of decided, or even in last night's game where it wasn't quite decided, but decided enough to where you can go in being aggressive and not having to, you know, use a slider if you don't have to when slider is more of your your put-away pitch rather than, you know, pitch you can throw for strike. So, but, yeah, I mean, everything we've seen so far 
looks good and we can just hope to con- hope that that continues um because if we get victor gonzalez from 2020 that's a big 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 boost to the bullpen that we really weren't expecting yeah for sure and the bullpen is kind of settling in you know we there, there's still been some hiccups we vesia still isn't quite there bickford shows flashes of promise and then shows flashes of bickford and uh but you know uh Gonzalez is pitching well. Shelby Miller's pitching well. Uh, Bruce Star's pitching well. Evan Phillips struggled a little bit at the beginning. He's looking good. Uh, who else am I missing? Who's pitching well in the bullpen? Yancey's had a couple, I think, where he didn't implode. Who? Sorry, who? Almonte. Oh yeah, Almonte. Yeah. His his uh, ERA is pretty high, but he. His stuff looks good, and he seems like maybe he's starting to find it. And so, yeah, I mean, you can start to see the makings of a, of a pretty darn good bullpen. Yeah, one of those guys you mentioned is Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller did go the final inning in two-thirds last night, and he's been really good for the Dodgers so far this season. Uh, I believe his ERA is down to one three two now. But it is interesting to kind of see, like, you know, how Shelby Miller is doing this. There's nothing that necessarily stands out, uh, you know, at least not if you go to the pages and, and anything. There's not a lot of red on his baseball savant page. He's not throwing, you know, anything significantly different in the terms of velocity from years past. And if anything, he's, he's throwing a little – I think he's down in velocity a little bit from last – even last year specifically. And the big difference with him this year compared to last year is that he's throwing his forcing fastball more and he's throwing his slider way less. Again, I don't know if that's a – it's not like he's been in situations similar to Gonzalez where he's been like mop-up guy or in a game. He's closed out a couple games now. He's been in, you know, higher leverage situations, maybe not the situations uh, with runners on base coming into an inning, but he's definitely been starting some innings that are big, whether it's the eighth, ninth inning, whatever it is. And, you know, he's got, yeah, he's, he's throwing that and he's looking good. And, you know, it's one of those things where don't try to figure it out. Sometimes it just works, but, you know, looking at what it is, he is getting a lot of swing and miss on that fastball. He's not getting so much swing or miss on the slider. Uh, but, you know, against against that fastball, batters are hitting 0-4-0 against him. So uh, that's going to work. My internet's having issues tonight. And so uh, I, I hope that our listeners could hear everything you said because I couldn't. But uh, I'm sure I agree because I assume you were saying Shelby Miller's look good and uh, hope he continues to look good. Uh, if so, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, just trying to figure out how he's looking so good, but it's one of those things that sometimes you don't need to question. So, all right, technical difficulties. We love Jeff, Jeff there at the end, but uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Become an everydayer and make it easy by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And all you got to do to do that is uh, search for Lockdown Dodgers. Tell your friends and family about us if they are looking for a Dodgers podcast in their life. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at SnyDog. I'm at Vincent's91. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, take your smart device by podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.